What's up, guys? This is your podcast producer, Hannah, back for another episode of the Stay Healthy New Jersey podcast. I hope you don't mind listening to my voice because you're going to hear a lot more of it this episode. That's right. Episode 54 is a Q&A style podcast where I asked Dr. Justin some questions from the audience and a few of my own that I threw in there. From what lessons COVID has taught him personally and professionally to the weirdest patient experience that he's ever had, stay tuned to learn a little bit more about our podcast host. This is the Stay Healthy New Jersey podcast, aimed at helping you live an active and healthy life in and around Somerset and Union County, New Jersey. This podcast is brought to you by Strive to Move, located in Warren and Berkeley Heights. Strive to Move helps active adults in New Jersey get back to doing what they love pain-free. All right, we are back here at the Stay Healthy New Jersey podcast. I have a very special guest, the person that's been doing all of our amazing intros. Um, You certainly have a voice for radio. So if you were born like 40 years ago, Hannah, you could have been on radio. Now you get to you know, do intros to such an amazing podcast that gets out to millions of listeners all around the world. So you should feel honored to just, to just do something so great. Don't you feel honored? You know, I'm still at the point where I hear my voice after the podcast comes out and I cringe. So I appreciate it, but I haven't gotten to the point where I'm used to it yet. I don't think you do get used. You definitely don't get used to it. Uh, you definitely don't get used to it. That could have been a question. Have you gotten used to hearing your voice? I'm fine with it. I use it as a learning experience. We talked about it at our meeting on Friday. You know, the spoken word is pretty powerful thing. And it's also really easy to screw up with ums and likes and different, you know, verbal tics that we all have. So, you know, from a personal standpoint, to be able to go back and listen to the way that I'll ask questions or communicate, as I've told you in the past, Uh, I don't know if you remember, the one thing that I find myself doing a lot when asking guests questions is I'll start to ask the question and then I'll sort of go into an explanation of the question and then I'll come back to the question. And I never knew I did that until I listened to myself doing it. So again, something nice about doing the podcast is being able to go back and actually use it as a learning experience to see how I communicate and to see how I do it better. And my mother, who is a speech therapist by trade, would be very happy to know that I'm less listening to how I enunciate my words. There we go. Does that mean that I have to go back and re-listen to this to hear how many times I say like? Yeah, you're not, you haven't said it yet. It's only in team meetings when you start going really, really fast and you start saying like, just like this over and over and then you like and like, 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 but right now you've been very good. Yeah, the the likes and the speed at which I share a story, especially if I'm excited about it, it's it's bad. Well, we're all here to improve, Hannah. <laughs> all right, so you have some questions for me. We're going to do a bit of a Q&A, and we will get back into our you know regular uh, podcast format with guests, but we also wanted to add a few more like this of, of Dr. Excuse me, Dr. Ash and I doing some grand rounds and you and I getting on the podcast. You, you've been called up from the minor leagues of doing intros to actually doing more podcasts because you've, there you you've, done, such, you've done such a good job. So you should feel on, you should, you should be proud of yourself. Oh, good. Yeah. All right, guys. Well, we'll get started. Um, and I can imagine as our listeners, they hear you ask tons of great people so many questions. It's, it'd be good to hear from you. So my first question for you is, what did you do to stay sane when we were first quarantined back in March? 
the dirty little secret about myself is that I actually am a homebody and can be the, the negative people would call it antisocial. So I don't like what's going on in the world. COVID-19 super serious and a lot of, you know, people have been sick plus mentally having issues, which I think we'll talk about and businesses have suffered and there's a lot of bad going on, but from a personal standpoint, it's actually okay with me. Um, it's okay for me to be quarantined in the sense of like, I like being home. I like my house. Luckily my wife and I seem to get along pretty well. So personally, like I, I'm okay. Like I was fine. All right, there we go. We may have some, some internet connection issues, but we'll, we'll see how this goes. So you're a master editor. So yeah, these, these listeners are going to have to bear with my, my internet in my apartment. All right. That sounds good. So on top of that, if you had to share one thing that you've learned since March that isn't business related, um, what would that be? One thing. So you got to think carefully about it. I have told you guys this, but I learned, oh shit, I can't say that. I was going to say that we have a really great team here, but that's business related. Yeah, it is. Um, okay. I learned that my wife and I get along. We were together <laughs> all day, every day, and we didn't kill each other. So that was good. Um, so I guess it's a nice thing. We've been married, what, almost two years. And that was a nice thing to so, go ahead. Two bedroom apartment, 750 square feet, quarantined. And both of us are still alive. Haven't killed so each other. So when you were working, what was, what was Dell doing? She was, uh, what was she doing? I don't even know. Dell has, a, Dell's amazing in that she can do nothing and still keep herself busy, which is nice because she doesn't bother me. And what I mean, was the, the best possible. thing that she made do? What's, what's the best thing she cooked? Mm. I mean, so she's been learning, you know, her heritage is, is Iranian Persian. So she's been learning some of that stuff. So there's different stews that she made. Um, but I will give her credit. She is actually very experimental in the kitchen and she has a recipe book that she like, you know, she'll print things off the internet or she'll get recipes from my mom or her family and she puts it in a book and she'll try different ones. So, you know, she's really good at, um, making matzo ball soup with my mom's recipe. So she follows that and does a really good job with that. And then her, you know, her family with the Iranian meals. So that's, that's always really good. The best thing, if you haven't had it, you should is called Tadik. It's Persian rice. It's basically you fry the rice on the bottom. And then when you finish cooking it, you like kind of do like a upside down flip. And so the crispy parts now on the top and it's like crunchy. So it's basically fried rice on the top and like regular rice on the bottom, but that's like very, very good. Sounds pretty good. All right. Well, we can switch over to business side because that was the next one. Um, as a small business owner, we've had other small business owners on the podcast, uh, a bunch of them who have talked about their experience so far with, you know, kind of shutting everything down, kind of reopening. Some have, some haven't. So as a small business owner, what have you learned? I've learned that our team is great. You guys have done an amazing job. Um, there hasn't been one instance where I felt that there was any pushback when we had to, you know, when everything happened, we just kind of moved, right? We moved really quickly. Uh, I can remember the middle of March was when we first started like understanding that this was a thing. Um, and, and by that, I mean, it's something we've never seen before. It's unprecedented. Nobody's experienced it, no matter how old you are. And I remember saying to Dr. Ashton one day in treatment, I said, listen, like, um, you know, 
I, I don't know what's going to happen, but if I had to guess by next week, we might have to move all our sessions to virtual. So start thinking in that way. How can you still deliver outcomes and deliver results to patients that you're not going to be able to see in person anymore? And by the next week, that's what happened. We went, we, you know, moved all of our people that were on schedule to virtual and I'm, I'm happy to report we, we got as good, maybe if not even better outcomes with our patients by not being in person with them that were already, you know, on schedule. And, you know, part of it is because of how we treat, like what our treatment style is. But the other part is because we believe that we could still deliver outcomes for people. And that was important to us that, you know, if they were going to trust us to move to this virtual, this new thing that they still were going to get results. And we've had a few of our patients that actually stayed on beyond their care plan because for them, they needed a routine. They wanted to keep progressing, which just told us, told, uh, you know, our staff told Dr. Ashton that we were, we were doing a good job with them because we're, you know, we're not forcing them to do it. They were the ones asking. So there's no better way to kind of know you're doing a good job than, than doing that. So I think that resiliency, I think that, you know, knowing we have a good team, knowing that we changed on a dime as quickly as we could. And I think also, you know, we really made an effort to, to really, you know, whether our patient was with us at that time or not, just to reach out and, you know, uh, hey, do you need anything? How can we help? Do you need to talk? Like, what's going on? And, and people seem to be very appreciative of that. And um, so that was something that made me made me happy and, and proud of, of what we've done. All right. Well, something that we weren't able to do a lot of in March because everyone was actually at home that we're back to doing now is recording our lovely videos that we're posting on social media. So this is a, I'm throwing you for a loop with this question. I didn't tell you this before. If you had to pick one video that we have recorded in this whole year that's been your favorite to do, what would it be? And for the listeners, Justin is like the mastermind behind the comedic, you know, whatever's going on in that video. So this is a, this should be a loaded question. I'm really interested to hear what the answer is. We just I mean, recorded the, the, a good one today. I thought. I want, I want to, I want to ask you to, do you have one in mind that's your favorite? I, have two. I, I can say mine first. Uh, well, I, I, now that you, I have two as well that I thought were funny. Well, I do think the one that we did today, which for our listeners, let's go check out our Instagram. Don't you um, better not tell what it is. I'm not going to, but that honestly was one of my favorites right now. That was really funny. And well, can I say it was, it was a brilliant concept. <laughs> <laughs> okay. What was your favorite? Like Martin Scorsese. Um, my favorite two well, the one that was the, the we had literally laughing fits we couldn't get through it was when Ashton had the towel on his head in the bathroom. That was mine. <laughs> um, where we, we had to like do three takes because he, he couldn't get through it. And then the second one that was pretty funny was when we um, we like what's that called when you do like the stairs? You like pretend you're walking downstairs um, and you're walking like you're uh, I don't even know. And then I had like Ashton come behind and he tried to do it too. So you go and like, you have like a half window and you start tall and then you pretend that you're like going down step, 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 step. Um, I actually think now that I'm thinking about it, the, do you remember the first video that we ever did? Um, maybe, I don't know. You would remember it if, if you did. I thought the actually first, like, like entertaining, funny, yeah. but informative video. Uh, right. Okay. I don't remember. It's the one where I walked out of the office and we used the like medieval music. And oh, I was like, that one. Hey, okay. yeah. Hey. yeah, you're right. That was a that, good one. That was pretty funny. And I was going to say 
remember when we did our um the tv giveaway the yeah. the one where you were speaking like in the tree you were like literally in a bush and we had to put like the lion sounds over your voice <laughs> what we were giving away yeah i do remember that i actually want to go back and see that one because I, I remember the video but i don't remember the full, <laughs> maybe we can link phone. to it i'll find a way to link to it that's a good one all right well, we can move on now if you haven't checked out our Instagram page, what this you're missing out on on all the fun. So yeah, clearly. All right. Well, keeping on an interesting theme, um, what's the weirdest thing that a patient's come in with? And we're obviously not going to name names, but uh, one of the weirdest things that you've seen or had happen. So we've had a we've had a patient who she uh, really really nice, and I actually appreciate the honesty because you know sometimes people are embarrassed by what I'm about to say, but you know, as a medical provider, I kind of got to know what's going on. Anyway, I had a patient who came in with like regular low back pain. Um, she was like two or three sessions in, she was doing really well. She had made progress. And then she came back, uh, for a session and she's like, she's like, my back's killing me. I'm like, well, what happened? And she like kind of looked around and she looked at me. She's like, honestly, she's like, I was having sex. And then I was like, I was like, okay, like, all right, thank you for being honest. Like we'll, we'll figure it out. And we figured it out and she was fine. So anyway, she like release her from care, whatever. She's fine. Like a year later, um, I am walking through the office and I hear the phone ring. Lauren answers the phone and she's like, Oh, you know, can I ask who's calling? And uh, tells her the name. And then she goes, Oh, you know, it's good. To, good to hear from you again. You know, how did, how did you hurt yourself? And she's like, and she's like, she's, she hurt her back having sex again. I was like, all right, we'll tell her to come in. We can help her. So it was the same person that called twice. So that was probably the, the most interesting, interesting, I think, story that we've had. Um, as Were you far able as, to keep a straight face? I was. I'm pretty good at that. Yeah, that's um, not surprising. Could, could Dr. Ashton have kept a straight face? Uh, if I was in the room with him, probably. If he was on his own, he may, he may have lost it a little bit. Um, I... I I don't know if I've ever kind of lost it with a patient in the room. There's been some times where I feel like I want to, but that's, that hasn't really happened. <laughs> all right. Well, all right. The last thing I have for you is have you ever had to turn a patient away from care with us? Turn a patient away. Yeah. We've had people ask us because when we do our evals with them, we basically bring them in and, you know, we say, listen, we work a little bit differently here. First thing before we, bring you on for a plan of care is to see if we can actually help. Um, and if we can't, we're not going to take you on as a patient. And again, listen, 99% of our patients are reasonable and they understand that, you know, what we're doing really, we're making educated their best educated and medical guesses that we can. So uh, we had a patient come in and, and he was showing some pretty serious neurologic deficits uh, in his arm and his neck. And after we did the exam on him, I said, and listen, like, you've got to go and go to a neurosurgeon or, a, you know, go to go get referred to a neurosurgeon because you know, you're showing signs of stuff that, you know, we need to make sure that is not progressing and getting worse. Um, and so, in his, and he was referred by his wife. His wife was a patient of ours. Um, she's been a patient for a long time. Uh, long story short, he went to the neurosurgeon and in fact, he did have severe neurologic compromise, but truthfully it had been going on for so long and he didn't do anything about it the doctor kind of said listen like uh this is kind of it is what it is we're not going to do surgery on it you can go back to those guys let them do rehab on you 
Um, and we just need to monitor it to make sure it doesn't get any worse. So you know, that was a specific situation where we, we've kind of turned someone away. They ended up coming back to us, but that, that is that situation. You know, we've had, when Dr. Ashton first started, he actually, I heard him tell this story to um, somebody else the other day about how we had a patient come in with back pain and it was like her second session. And it was one of those where the husband wanted the wife to come in, but the wife really didn't want to be here. So the wife comes in for her second visit and I'm telling her, Hey, I think this is what you need. This is what you have to do. Here are the exercises. Um, and she was like, listen, like, I, I don't think I'm going to do that. Like, I'm not, like she was kind of giving, giving it back to me, which usually doesn't happen. So finally I stopped her. I said, listen, like this is, it's your back. You know, you don't have to do anything. Like you don't have to do anything that I'm telling you to do. It is 100% okay. You know, it, but it's, it's your back. I know I, I'm just, you know, respectfully, I'm just telling you my thought and opinion and you don't have to do what it is. And, and, you know, I actually think she respected the fact that like she was giving it back to me a little bit, but I don't, wasn't forcing her. Like, was she going to die if she didn't do anything? No. Like, did I think I could help her? Yes. Um, but, you know, we're in a position here and I'm super fortunate. Like, and you, you know, you know, now the people that come in here are generally pretty motivated, upbeat people. And that's another thing that I'm pretty proud of, but like, they want things to do on their own. They want to be able to take care of it. They want exercises. They want rehab. They want all those different things that we're providing for them. So basically if they're not going to do it or they're not into it, then, you know, we might not be the best fit for them and that's okay. It's not like, we're not saying it to be negative. We're just knowing what, what the results that, you know, generally we look for and get happen when we're able to do um, what, what we want to be able to do with them. So. Yeah. Um, I mean, I can say today firsthand, so I'm in there with Dr. Ashton for my knee and that it was not easy. I mean, like I want my knee to not hurt, you know, I'm trying to, stay active but some of those exercises I was going through they were hard like I, I was sweating I was like the holding you know using your core the way you are it's not easy so you definitely need to you know be invested and care and want to I mean it's a it's like the good kind of hurt you know when you go to the gym and you're working out and are you doing good. are you doing your homework uh I didn't get homework last week but today I got some homework are you gonna do it Yes, I'm going to do it. We're not going to work with you if you don't do your damn homework. <laughs> I'm going to get kicked out of treatment. You'll get kicked out of treatment because you know we're not going to work. Right? I'm going to do my homework. This is, this is massive for me. You know this. <laughs> this pisses me off. When we have our we, – it's interesting. Our family and friends, we actually treat them the worst because it's not like a formal treatment. And what did I, yeah. what did I tell you when you first started coming? I have to stick with it. I can't just stop coming. And, we, and you have to make a real appointment. Like, yeah, you know, it's an, because I saw it at one of my old practices, like when family and friends would come in and be like, oh, we'll fit them in when we can. And they end up getting the worst treatment. It's completely counterintuitive to, to what you would think that it's like family and friends will take care of them. And it actually is the opposite. And so, mm -hmm. you know, when you're coming in for treatment, like you are a patient, the best thing that we can do for you is make you a patient because we believe in what we do with our patients. And so why would we treat you any differently? that's, that's not fair to you. And it's not fair to us because then we won't get the results that we're looking for. For sure. So if I were to wrap this up, the things that I learned, Justin likes to stay at home. We have a great team and ooh, what was the one thing non-business related? Um, shoot, I'm forgetting. That I get along with my wife. Yes. You and Dell are great. We have a great team here at Shabs Move. Um, 
you had a weird patient, not a weird patient, really nice patient who was very, very honest about her injury, which is great. And we only help who we can. I feel like that pretty much covers it. What was your, the thing you did to cope with uh, quarantine? You were struggling in the beginning. A yeah, little a little bit. Uh, I, you know. You're a little bit more social than I am. I do like to be social. I think if I had to place myself on the introvert, extrovert, like, chart, truly, I think I might fall in the middle because there are some times where I do really not want to do anything. I don't want to, you know, be out and about and social. So, but that being said, like, I like my routines. I like going to the gym. I like going places. And when I, that was taken away, that was really hard. So for me, it was definitely the, the gym, the fitness aspect of it. Um, I mean, I figured it out. We found a way to stay active here. Um, and I, I took a lot of time to cook, which I thought was fun. Awesome. I made some fun things. But uh, in all seriousness, think about, you know, think about in your situation, um, because you live with your boyfriend, you have a roommate. Imagine if you were like living in an apartment by yourself. Yeah. A lot of people are. I've thought about that several times and, you know, I'm grateful that I am where I am because that made it a hell of a lot easier. But I, if I had been where I was this time, or not this time, I guess in the March of last year of 20. 19, I guess. Yeah, I'm trying to think. But if I had been where I was when I was not living in New Jersey in an apartment where I was down in Virginia, I mean, that was a really, really ugly situation. I don't know what I would have done. Yeah. I I didn't have a great roommate. I didn't like where I was. Uh, That would have been really, I can't imagine anything harder. Think about how many, but think about how many people like just live somewhere on their own and now have been like isolated, right? It's, uh, it's hard and it's kind of scary to think about because no one's really talking about that too. But, um, you know, part of going back to, we, we kind of coined it when we started the, the Strive to Move Cares plan, which was essentially us taking our patient list of seven, 800 people. Um, and during quarantine, each of us every day reached out to five different people, just kind of knowing that this was the case, right? That there might be people that are isolated that might not be doing well, or even if they have people around, um, who knows if that, what their relationships are with them. And, and, you know, we know a lot of people that, um, you know, I'm not, I'm not afraid to admit there are people that come to me at this point because they like coming into the office and interacting and I'm okay with it. Like if we can brighten someone's day, that's totally fine. And, you know, for you, like going to the gym, like me going to the gym, it's a, you know, it's part of our routine and you see people and do that. And it's all been, you know, kind of taken away from a lot of people. So, there's so many people out there like that. And, and, and again, I don't think that it's been kind of talked about enough uh, recently. It's, you know, we, we, we do our videos and we do these webinars on people suffering with back pain and it grew and you've seen it. Like we, we had an influx of people in June and July that were just stuck at home physically weren't feeling good, but how many people mentally and emotionally, you know, haven't been doing good and feeling good. And, and again, the, the, you know, we talk about in our team meetings all the time about understanding the psychology of ourselves and our patients and just having empathy around it for people, because, um, you know, if you're not good up here, you know, above the neck, you're not going to feel good below the neck. So. Right. I was just going to say, we know that emotional aspect plays a big part in it, but you know, all that being said, I a hundred percent agree, but I do have to remember that, one of the best things that came out of this was that I, my family were kind of all over the place. We're not all in New Jersey. We didn't zoom ever. No one utilized the, the ways that we can stay in touch and that quarantine, whatever reason we're getting on big family zoom 
chats, all like getting together, seeing each other's faces, which was something that we didn't do before this, which is ridiculous because I don't see them normally. They're, you know, they live far away, but that was definitely a positive. So I think, you know, a lot of people were isolated and were by themselves, but it did kind of spark all the, you know, why hadn't I thought of that before? Right. That was, that was definitely a nice thing. What was the best thing that you cooked? I think my, you know, so I'm going to say this. I'm not even the biggest sweets fan, like buffalo chicken dip all the way, mac and cheese. Let's, let's go. But I made a cheesecake from scratch and it turned out pretty fantastic. I had uh, Christian's mother shout out. She's a fantastic cook. I have a lot to live up to. She said it was fantastic. She was like, this is really, really good. So I got her approval. I was good. She told me last week it was actually sucked. She was trying to be nice. <laughs> she actually texted all of them later. I was trying to make her feel good. No, yeah. I really think she liked it. I really, I really feel like I got the approval there. Jury's out. <laughs> um, cool. Um, this would be the time where I would ask the guests if they wanted to promote anything. So just promote our website. And here's where we have connection issues. The Wi-Fi in my apartment is not the greatest, so I am re-recording promoting our lovely website. So guys, to check us out online, we are strive2move.com. Uh, check out our website, see what we've got. We post blogs, the podcast is there. Um, you know, you can read some good stuff. And we ranted a lot about our videos for a little bit. So you should check out our Instagram and our Facebook pages. That's where we post most of our uh, fun content and as well as on YouTube. And on all three, we are just the same strive number two move. And back to Justin. All right, cool. Anything else? Nope, sounds good. All right, we'll talk soon, guys. Thank you for tuning in to the Stay Healthy New Jersey podcast brought to you by Strive to Move. If your pain or injury is preventing you from living the healthy and active lifestyle you love and deserve and want to get back to doing what you love pain-free, we offer both a free ebook and free over-the-phone consultation to help you figure out the root cause of your pain and the best next steps to help resolve it. Find our ebooks online at strivetomove.com slash ourservices. There you'll find an ebook for topics on such things as back pain, knee pain, sports injuries, and CrossFit injuries. These ebooks will provide you with free expert advice, tips, and exercises to help solve your pain from the comfort of your own home. Just visit strivetomove.com slash our services to download your ebook and have it delivered directly to your inbox. We also offer free, no obligation phone consults with a doctor on staff to New Jersey residents. Just call us at 908-547-0729 or visit us at strivetomove.com and click the Talk to the Doctor First button on the homepage to schedule a call with us. Thanks again for joining us and we will see you next time on the Stay Healthy New Jersey podcast.